Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, DJ Foster. A uh, crazy night in the uh, the Foster household. I know you probably want to hear about the Clippers game, but I promise I'll get to that. I had two rec league games to play in tonight. Um, lost the second one, which was the championship, so a little bummed about that. But I missed the Clippers game. I recorded it um, and, and got two and a half hours of game time and missed... Literally the last minute of game time because I uh, I forgot to record the show after. Just a little PSA if you're recording the Clippers. Always make sure you uh, record the show after or else you miss the exciting ending. So I had to look that up and see what happened. Luckily, it's preseason. The Clippers were literally playing the last I saw a lineup where Luka Mute was playing center. Um, so... The end result doesn't matter a whole lot, but we'll give you the final score. Anyways, the Clippers lost 96-94 to the Jazz uh, in a really sloppy game. Uh, A defensive battle, sure, in the first half, but both teams really struggled to create quality looks. Lots of turnovers, and the energy for the Clippers on both ends of the court, and Ralph Waller remarked on this during the first half, it it just really wasn't there. The Clippers were just kind of dragging along. Didn't really look crisp in any of their offensive sets. Uh, The big story from this game was, once again, Doc Rivers uh, is experimenting at the small forward spot. In this game, he gave Allen Anderson the start. And Allen Anderson didn't touch the ball for literally the first mm, about four and a half minutes of the game. (laughs) And that's what's going to happen when you play small forward for the Clippers. You're kind of the, the fifth option at all times. Uh, Anderson ended up just finishing with three points and one assist over 10 minutes of play. Um, was basically a complete non-factor, which begs the question, who should the Clippers be starting at small forward? We've seen Wesley Johnson, we've seen Luke Richard and Mute, and now we've seen Alan Anderson. It appears that the job is open, and something tells me that this job is going to be won in practice and not necessarily in preseason games. Um, But for my money, at least tonight, and at least so far from what I've seen this preseason, Wesley Johnson should probably be the starter. I think he may not be the best defender of the trio, and he's not the best offensive option of the trio either, but he provides the best balance. Um, He defended really well tonight when he got switched out into guards, used his length, and rebounded pretty well. Um, 
Luke Richard and Bob Mute, I think I'd be fine with him starting as well. Just depends on how much spacing the Clippers want to get. Uh, so again, the Clippers lose 96-94 to the Jazz. Uh, Austin Rivers had maybe the worst game of uh, of you'll see all preseason. Every shot seemed to rim out for him, but he was just a mess uh, defensively, making bad decisions, taking some crazy shots, um, and then passing up some open looks, too, that he should have been shooting. Uh, he ended up 2 for 12, and it might be time to uh, start signaling the alarms here a little bit for Austin. Small sample size theater, sure, but he's 6 for 29 now in the, through the first three preseason games. Um, just can't get his shot to fall. Maybe it's just a new contract thing, a little slump from the new contract, and he'll kick it into gear during the season. But he's really struggling right now, and if he's going to continue to guard guys that are bigger than him, uh, like he got matched up on Rodney Hood a few times tonight, he's going to have a hard time defending post players. Um, I know Doc seems to think he can cover small forwards, uh, but he's really ill-equipped to do so. Uh, So rough night for Austin Rivers. The good news is... Most Spates was great off the bench offensively. Um, they ran a fun stat during the broadcast. Uh, Most Spates is fifth in the NBA in field goal attempts per 48 minutes over the last two years. Fifth in, in, in all the NBA. Fifth in field goals, att- field goals attempted per 48 minutes. Uh, so Mo gets his shots up. We know that about Mo. Um, I think some Clippers fans that maybe aren't totally used to watching him play are going to be appalled um, by <laughs> how, how quickly he'll get up shots. But he had a nice little night. He actually uh, went inside a little bit more than we've seen, um, had some little post moves and a little in-between game. Um, got to the free throw line eight times in just 12 minutes. Got up seven shots in those 12 minutes. Um, but also made some nice defensive plays too. Took two charges, blocked two shots. Um, it was sort of a mixed bag from most base defensively because he had those blocks and the charges and some good moments. But then there were also moments where Shelvin Mack would just looked, he made him look like Russell Westbrook out there um, just because Spates was so lost in space. And really in general, the Clippers big men, I understand they want to drop back on pick and rolls and force teams to hit jumpers, but sometimes it's a little too extreme. They're given too much space to these guards coming off these screens. And while Utah's offense wasn't great, uh, especially since they're missing Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, uh, someone else they were missing. Who am I missing here? Gordon Hayward is the big one. Derek Favors. And Alec Burks, right. Another good score for them. They're really deep, uh, but they at times they struggled to kind of create their own shots. The Clippers were just kind of giving away free jumpers and sometimes free layups uh, with their big men just failing to defend well in space against the pick and roll. So that's something they'll need to address. Um, overall, I thought the defense played well enough to win. Um, they caused, let's see, 21 turnovers. Usually once you get past 20 turnovers, you got a really good chance to win. Um, that wasn't the case. Again, it's preseason. The Clippers wanted to. They could have trotted out Blake Griffin and Chris Paul a little bit more together, especially towards the end of the game. There was a nice run to end the first half and to start the second half. I believe it was like a 16-0 run where you could kind of tell the Clippers kicked it into high gear, started playing with a little bit more energy, 
um, especially defensively, and sort of picked it up a little bit, but couldn't get, quite get it done. Again, 96-94 is your final. I had a few notes here from the game just written down. Um, Paul Pierce actually played quite a bit for the Clippers in this one. Um, a little surprising. He hasn't really been fully dusted off in preseason yet, but played 11 minutes tonight. Looked good. Scored a little bit. Uh, ended up with 7 points in 11 minutes. Uh, created his own shot a couple times. Got to the free throw line. It's good to see Paul Pierce out there and moving well. I think even though it's preseason, this is kind of the role we may see Paul Pierce in. A 10, 11, 12 minutes. Probably no more than that. Uh, not on a nightly basis. But he'll pop up every now and then and give the Clippers some shooting. When you have matchups that play in his favor, Paul Pierce can guard Joe Ingles. Uh, you know, matchups like that, you can kind of get away with playing Pierce. Uh, matchups against teams like the Warriors, who can spread you out, all five good athletes, no one for him to really guard, uh, that's when you're not going to see Paul Pierce. So, Pierce, good game. Spade's a good game. Rivers was, was awful. Jamal got it going late, as he tends to do. Um, Chris Paul, you know, played a pretty typical Chris Paul game. Blake Griffin did a nice job getting Boris Diaw in foul trouble and had some good battles against him. DeAndre got outplayed by Rudy Gobert uh, quite quite handily, actually. But I think for anyone that's raising their eyebrows at that, I think Rudy Gobert is probably the most underrated center in the NBA. I, I, he is the most underrated center in the NBA. People kind of forgot about him because he got hurt last year and he didn't quite have the breakout that everyone expected but his athleticism and length and the way he can move out on the perimeter and guard pick and rolls and set screens good solid screens for his ball handlers and obviously the rim protection there's not a whole lot that that Gobert doesn't do well you're not going to throw it into him and ask from like DeAndre Jordan you're not going to throw it into him and ask you know go get me 30 points uh, but the way that he can just swallow up the rim and deter guys from even entering into the paint is pretty impressive. Utah's going to be really good this year. They talked about that a lot on the pro on the little the broadcast, uh, Ralph and Mike, about how they think Utah is going to be a playoff team. There's a lot of people that think Utah's the second best team in the West. I'm not quite ready to put them that high. Um, but like Ralph, I think they could easily be playing for a home court advantage. This team can defend, and they are deep, and they have big, long, lanky athletes everywhere. The wingspan of this team combined is absurd. It's going to be a top-five defense for sure. It would be shocking if Utah finished outside of the top-five in defensive efficiency. Um, and normally when you're elite, on one side of the ball, you're you're a playoff team. There's not a lot of top five defenses that don't make the playoffs. We'll have to go back through. I like to do this. Uh, just go through basketball reference. Look at the top five defenses each year and see how many of them made the playoffs. The last time I checked it was a couple years back. It's like it's over 90%. If you're a top five defensive team, you're in the playoffs. Um, and it's just so hard not to see Utah being up there again. Um, and actually 
you know, being in the thick of things now that they have some offensive talent. They got some guys who can create their own shots. They can throw it into ISO Joe and let him do his thing. And, you know, once they get Hayward healthy, this team's going to be really good. Um, that was one of my bigger takeaways uh, from tonight's game. But let's move on. Let's get to the Ralph Lawler uh, quote of the night here. So there was a shot attempt that barely nicked the rim. The refs had to go and make sure the shot clock got reset. Ralph Lawler on the shot attempt called it an air ball. Um, So Mike Smith believed him and said, uh, you said air ball and I take everything you say as the truth. And Ralph just quipped, I wish Sweet Joe felt that way. Oh, so good. I feel like he's going to get in trouble for that once he gets home. (laughs) But it's one of those things that is so worth it. You said air ball, I take everything you say as the truth. I wish Sweet Joe felt that way. Pretty good. Uh, There was another question that the broadcast had tonight that I thought was really interesting. Um, Is Jamal Crawford a Hall of Famer? My instant reaction is no. And I know his overall stats are really impressive and the longevity. And he's up there on the three-pointers made list and up there on the points per game list. And he's got a bunch of awards and hardware all the six men of the year awards. Um, So there is some legitimacy to the claim that maybe he should be a Hall of Famer. Um, 17,000 career points. I mean, there's a lot of benchmarks that you can find with Jamal that he's hit. Uh, But there's a couple things, I think, that that hold him back from being a Hall of Famer. The first is he's never made an all-star game. I don't put a ton of stock into all-star games, um, but never making one in your career seems it seems like he kind of got to hit one or two to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know that there's any current Hall of Famer that never made an all-star game in the era, you know, in the current era or even back, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, he's never made an all-NBA team, never made an all-defensive team, obviously. <laughs> Probably goes without saying. Um... But look, on the active list, he's fourth in three-point field goals, um, seventh on the career NBA field goals for you know active and retired players. Um, so there's a, that's, he, he's up there. He's up there. He's one of the great free-throw shooters uh, in, in the NBA, tenth among active guys, 89th in career points. I think if Jamal plays another two, three years – this conversation is going to come up again. Um, but for what it's worth, basketballreference.com has a little thing called Hall of Fame probability percentage where they take a player's numbers and his awards and his accolades and everything and gather it up and give you a percentage of what that guy has to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, they say it's zero. His 0.0 Hall of Fame probability. That probably sums that up. 0.0, I would give him a little higher than 0.0, um, but the Hall of Fame, especially in the NBA, is reserved for kind of the best of the best, and while Jamal has been a great sixth man and a great scorer throughout his career, uh, not a Hall of Famer in my mind. Now, here's a, here's an interesting one, though. Is Joe Johnson a Hall of Famer? Uh, Joe Johnson signed with the Jazz this offseason. Still 
chugging along after all of these years. Uh, you know, he's a seven-time All-Star. Spent the majority of his career with Atlanta, where he was just Mr. Reliable. Never did anything too special. Only made an All-NBA team once, I believe. It was All-NBA third team. Um, so, but he's he's up there. He's up there in field goal attempts for active players. Six, three-point field goals. Games played. Minutes played. He played more minutes than just about anyone. Um, points. He's up there. He's, what, 51st in his career. 19,318 points on his career. They have basketballreference.com has Johnson's Hall of Fame probability as 50.6%. So they are split right down the middle on him, whether being a not getting in or being a Hall of Famer. I think if he plays two or three more years, he could pretty easily uh, get in. I personally think he's a Hall of Famer. He's he's right right on the edge for me, um, but just his consistency and the way I think he was one of the best players in the league for quite some time. Um, not a guy who was underrated. He did have the giant contract. Um, he was a guy who was kind of properly rated his whole career, which is rare. <laughs> But Joe Johnson, in my mind, is a Hall of Famer. Jamal Crawford, in my mind, is not quite a Hall of Famer. Um, that was an interesting question from the broadcast. We're going to wrap up tonight's show. This was a late one. I'm recording this at 1 a.m., so you're probably listening to this in the morning, unless you're real weird and just staying up late listening to podcasts. Uh, I hope you enjoy your work day. I hope the sun's out. I hope it's not too hot, though. <laughs> I hope you're having a great day. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Locked On Clippers podcast. If you have any uh, questions for the show, you want to advertise on the show, that would be cool. Get some money. Uh, FosterDJ3 at gmail.com. You can always find me on Twitter at FoxSportsFoster. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We will be back tomorrow uh, with our usual show. Again, wrapping up tonight's game, the Clippers lose 96-94 to the Utah Jazz in their third preseason game of the year. The Clippers will be back at it on Thursday, October 13th, against the Portland Trailblazers. We're tuning up for the regular season. We are almost there. Only uh, three more preseason games left to go. Again, the Clippers are back in action on Thursday, but you will hear from me on Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Enjoy your day. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.
At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17